every time I come into that theme song, I just can't help but just bounce with it. You know, shout out to Loops on that remix. Thanks so much for tuning in today. So happy to see you. I hope that you had a great week and are looking forward to another great week. Today, we are rapping about all night long. Want to give it to you. And on the grill, we're talking about beauty. And I'm so excited to discuss this with our special guest today. And of course, I got a quote for you guys that lays the groundwork for an interesting and provocative conversation. So here's the quote. I've got a dream that's worth more than sleep. And that comes from line 17 QQ. And that sets us up nicely to talk, express, relate, connect with my brother, the one, the only, only gifted is in the backyard. What's up fam? Hello, hello, hello. How are you? Oh man, so great. You look so good and white with some pretty oh, teeth. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> What's up, man? How are you doing? I'm actually amazing. Uh, on the cutting edge of creation myself, if I might say. Okay. Uh, <laughs> nah, but uh, just really staying creative, staying safe, mm -hmm. staying healthy, you know, staying positive and uh, slightly provocative. Yeah, so, yeah. I like that slightly provocative. Yeah, slightly, you know, you can't just give it, you can't be too, too raunchy, you know what I'm saying, out there. Yeah, yeah, you can't slide all the way down the pole. Oh, uh, yeah, no, no, where's the fun in that? Where's the fun in that? <laughs> there is no fun in that. So, first of all, Gifted, I just wanted to know what you've been up to. Uh, man, a lot has been going on. Um, being able to pivot, you know, it's the whole pandemic. So um, mm -hmm. releasing records and, and, and doing these things where life has changed as we know it and it will forever be different. So yes. trying to um, anticipate the landscape uh, and navigate through it, mm -hmm. uh, still staying creative, moving into the film and television, you know, arena and all those great, great things, providing great music for a lot of people out there. So it's it's been a lot going on. Uh, and we're just taking it as it comes, you know, singing, songwriting, producing, vocal coaching, everything. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're so super talented. I mean, I know about how you got involved in the music industry, but please let our audience know how you got involved with doing this music thing. Well, um, yeah, I, I came from a musical family, you know, so my mom sang in the church and the whole thing, you know, like, hey, sing a note. You know, so, uh, but uh, yeah, everyone in my family sung. I have a, I have a great, great, great and big family from uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. So, uh, you know, we thought we was the Jacksons. So I'm the youngest, you know, of four. So I got stuck with all the high notes and all the parts that everybody didn't want. You know what I'm saying? Because I was the smallest. Right. So I had to tune in my skills, you know what I'm saying, uh, from there. But uh, from from there, we went on. I went on to actually not even wanting to do music because everyone in my family did it. So mm -hmm. I pivoted to sports, mm -hmm. uh, played basketball, won state championship. Then we didn't have nothing to do. Uh, so um, I went out and ran track, got mm -hmm. a world record uh, from there. Uh, and then 
uh, that's when music kind of called me. Uh, Neo is a great, great, great friend of my family's. Uh, we consider ourselves cousins. Uh, so he got a record deal and whatnot. And um, I was still songwriting and kind of producing as a hobby. Okay. And then I was like, you know what? I think that's the thing for me. So after that, did a bunch of records for everyone that I could possibly, who would ever even like hear me, listen to me. I was a little man on the totem pole. So, uh, you know, they just threw me in the studio and was like, well, have at it. So I learned how to hone on my skills, started writing for everybody, grinding, networking. And uh, I was blessed with the opportunities to get the shot. And, you know, I sunk them. Right, right. And you've taken advantage of those options, especially it's really cool that you had a relationship with Neo, you know, early on before he had became a big name. Let's talk a little bit about your relationship with Neo because it seems like you guys got a chance to really work together from his beginning more so. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I've always been the um I've always been the little cousin. You know what I'm saying? It started off as a personal relationship before it was a professional relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, there's not a lot of uh, his aunt that he loves and he talks about all the time was my godmom. So, oh, okay. you know, we stayed in the, the same house quite often. You know what I'm saying? So I was the one getting put in the headlock, you know. He gangster. Don't get it twisted. He gangster. Uh, I know he gangster. But, uh, Shout out to Neil. <laughs> he is gangster because he his gangster. wife is gangster. So, look, somebody's gangster around there. Right, right, I right. love no, the both so of them together. I really do. <laughs> I do. Yeah. So, so, his, so his aunt, which is my godmom, uh -huh. um, they were they were really pushing and developing artists and and for uh for a while mm -hmm. um so we we always had music as a as, as something that we kind of shared but it was mm -hmm. more of personal it was more of a personal relationship so uh knowing him from from that way um i got to see him and a, and a couple of other friends that i know that was in the music industry like uh andre Merritt. Mm -hmm. you know he wrote um a lot of stuff for Chris Brown's Forever and Rihanna Disturbia and all those other stuff. So like I I I got a front row seat because they were all, they were older than me. Mm -hmm. So I got a front row seat to see the in the inside of the industry before I you know signed on the dotted line and, and all that other stuff. So it was very very interesting uh, to see what happens on the other side of the screen right you know so i was like wow like you have to know this this and this this is a real industry this isn't like how it's portrayed to be mm -hmm. this is a very very aloof uh industry you know you don't really know what's going to happen until it kind of happens right so, right and yeah. i think that that's the reason why so many artists end up lost in it because you're concentrating so much on being a part of it your talent and who you're meeting and trying to get the right hookups in order to get out there that you don't leave yourself enough time to be able to fully look at everything that's involved before you sign on the dotted line because once you do that you become a, a product like anything else that a record label or you become like a hat people want to wear you right <laughs> yes yes and, and where i got my little um because i the talent wasn't the problem for me uh, per se, because I was raised in the church. So I had a lot of skill sets that mm -hmm. the music industry could could actually capitalize on. Right. But what what did it for me was a lot of people that's talented don't really understand that it's a business. Mm -hmm. So we don't know how to 
understand, hey, I'm a product. You know, you got to be on time. You got to be professional. You have to grind. Just because you're a phenomenal singer, songwriter, or producer, the world's not going to fall at your feet. You yes. know, and and that's what I felt like if I would have, if a lot of artists would know coming in, they would be better prepared. And I think with the, with the internet now and, and the new artists that's out now, mm-hmm. they kind of get it. Like they, they accelerate a lot faster. So um, some people could say that the talent is not there, which I, I don't agree with. I just say that, you know, it's just a different format. Yeah, that's but, it. But their business like new artists now mm-hmm. compared to new artists in the 2010, you know what I'm saying? Or the two thousands completely different. Like they have their head on, they know their market. Mm-hmm. They know what they're, what they're trying to achieve. They're very goal oriented. So, and the, the success rate is a lot higher, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I think that, that was one of the main things that I, that I learned that I think that's very, very important to all new artists. Like, know why you're doing this yes. and who you're doing it for. Yes, and and I think that's good advice for the audience to, to really consider if they wanna be a part of this game because it's way more than smoke and mirrors. It's more mirrors. And when I say mirrors, more you looking at yourself and making sure Absolutely. you get everything you need to be able to survive. Because once you get in the, in the den with the wolves, guess what, it's dinner time. And you don't have yes. no time to be messing around about trying to prepare yourself in any way. Now, Gifted, you're an amazing singer, songwriter, and producer. How were you able to pull all of those components together? Because that's like playing in different heads, left brain, right brain, you know, uh, leader, non-leader, you know, um, vulnerable, not vulnerable. How do you, how did you get that skill set? Well, um, it came from me having to figure it out by myself, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I was I was in the position to where I, I met some amazingly talented people mm-hmm. that were actually going places. So by the time I would come around, they'd be like, hey, I have I, I can't do a song with you. But like, hey, I got a studio available. So, you know, that was one of the things I got in there. No one would give me beats. So I started kind of figuring it out how to do it myself, you know, and just really getting in there and just being dedicated. So it started to come along and get better and better and better. So my style is a little uh, unorthodox, Mm -hmm. which now is the very thing that actually makes me unique. But I used to complain about like, oh, why ain't nobody giving me beats or no one will write songs for me? Mm Because, you know, I started out just singing, but no one would write songs for me. And, you know, I was kind of always a little creative. So I was just like, all right. The first opportunities that I also got was um, providing services for others. Right. So, so it was like, oh, well, my older brother's saying all my cousins are older than me. So it's like, I was always like second in line. So, you know, it, it actually worked out. It actually, it actually worked out. Yeah, it worked out really well. And I like the one key thing that you said that really makes things work out well for us you were providing a service for others. That's the key. Like whenever, I know whenever I do things for others, it always seems to work out well for me. 
you know, yeah. versus when I'm doing this for Lisa, you know, all Lisa all day. That's yeah. when it becomes not so good. You yeah. know, and it doesn't allow you to move forward. So that's why I wanted to regurgitate that for the audience. Yeah. Be and it's of a lot service. harder. Yeah, and it because it's a lot harder. Like a, a lot of times, we we feel as if like we're the only ones going through whatever we're going through at the time. You know, mm -hmm. and I and I understand everyone wants to like get their stuff off, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if I'm cussing out, but like getting they, getting their stuff off, you know, mm -hmm. and like, all right, well, I don't want to get taken advantage of and I don't want to do this, but like the easiest way to learn is to actually be able to to do it on someone else's dime. So if, yeah. you're, if you're providing services for other people, you get to learn and practice on someone else's dime, you know? Yeah. Like I was, I was able to get into the studio to barter it, through bartering my services, mm -hmm. you know? So I got to get to play around with millions of dollars worth of equipment that I would have never, ever been able to even be close to, you right. know, if I had to come out of my pocket. So it was it was a great, 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 great opportunity. And I seen it. Yeah. So as such, so then, you know, so we made it happen. We made it happen. And you took advantage of it. And I've seen you produce uh, vocals with some people and you're really patient, you know, and you basically allow them to sort of get to that crescendo that you're looking for when you work with them. Instead yeah. of like coming in and say, you need to be this, you really work with people to be their unique self vocally. You know, how hard is that to do? Cause I know I've seen you work with some folks where I was like, really, they sing? But um, you know, it always comes out to be the best look for that artist. Tell me about that process for you. Like, how do you humble yourself to that level to be able to have somebody learn from you, to, to teach them something, and then to apply what it is that you are teaching them? Experience. It took a little while to get to that place. But mm -hmm. as I did it, as I started to do it more and more, I started to understand when I write a song and when I demo a song, it's a part of me, but I'm just laying the framework, mm -hmm. you know? And once a lot of people would get you so used to listening to my demos, you know, because I was, I was blessed to uh, be raised in the church and have a lot of vocal experience and, mm -hmm. and vocal creativity that uh, a lot of people may, may or may not necessarily have. So going into it now, I have to understand their voicing. Mm -hmm. And the, the best part for me is to be able to, get them to get the confidence to get that energy because it's not what you say it's how you say it yes indeed you know so once they start to get that confidence you can feel the the energy in the room change and it's a trusting mm -hmm. you know because as artists you know even myself we all have egos and insecurities so as a producer and a songwriter being able to know what you're going in there to do, mm -hmm. it, it helps it a lot. Like I, it, this ain't my song. So I may be able to go into the falsetta, you know, and mm -hmm. they may not have that range. So, all right, let's work with what you got. Let's take your, your, your skill set mm -hmm. and let's, let's start there and build on your strengths while we work on your weaknesses. So and it always comes out. It, it takes a little while, but it always comes out. Like you can, 
literally feel it when they start to get it. You know, on, on playback, mm-hmm. they'll start hearing their self and they'll look and they'll be like, oh, is that me? And I'll be like, yeah, that's you, doggy. And then it goes down. And then that from that point, oh, we're rolling. And they allow me to coach them uh, into their greatest version of their self. Yeah, that's the talent that you have, you know, because you're so super talented. So for somebody to get with you and be able to feel that whatever talent that they are offering is sufficient once they work with you, because you blend the true voice with what they're able to offer and you surround them with the things to support it. And a lot of times you don't get that from producers. You know, they come in with their own mind, what they want you to do on the song. And, you know, they'll just sample you here and then place it different places within the song. And you don't get that same feel that you get when somebody works with an artist the way you do. Yeah, yeah. I, I incorporate a lot of the weapons, vocal coaching, you know, mm-hmm. um, um, a little bit of flavor, you know, blending genres of music uh, together. I, I just try to bring all of my weapons mm-hmm. and give it to them in a way that it's easily digestible. Like, like, I have this saying that I say with a lot of artists, like, if you make it easily digestible, mm-hmm. you'll eat, you'll eat forever. Yeah. You yeah. know, so it, it makes them comfortable really really comfortable but it's mainly a trust thing artists are very um because they're under a spotlight so much mm-hmm. and they're critiqued so much that either they have a callus or they're slightly insecure so yeah. either they underdo it or overdo it so it just takes you know a couple of jokes and a couple of you know especially when you're when you're strangers yeah you know so making them feel comfortable making them feel relaxed uh and once that happens the real artistry comes out because they're there for a reason. Yes, indeed. And they want to do the best job that they can. So I think that you explained that nicely because as an artist, you're, you're, you're vulnerable all the time. You're always in a cycle of, I don't want to say self doubt, but self doubt because you need the people to listen and buy your music. So anytime you are depending on people as a means to validate something you're doing, there's a lot of vulnerability there. Yeah, especially in the studio, you know, like I say, in on a live show mm-hmm. or performances, you only got to get it right once. In yeah. the studio, you got to get it right six to eight times, you know? <laughs> that, yeah, that's I hated the studio. Of, that's where the work Ugh. is. The studio is where the grind and where the work is, you know? I mean, I've had some sessions that, that go extremely quickly, mm-hmm. um, a couple of hours, and I've, and I've been in 36-hour straight lock-ins, shut-ins, yeah. like really, really grinding. Like I came up in a, in a golden time to, to the point to where it was, I had a lot of, old school, old heads, mm-hmm. or whatever you want to say, uh, professional um, people who were real musicians, you know, who didn't believe in copying and pasting and cutting and, and using, uh, taking it full advantage of the technology that we have out today. They wanted right. you to get it right and be able to run through the whole song one riff. So like, I know I'm in between both worlds. So like I'm the big and little homie at the same time, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like J. Cole. <laughs> yeah, you are, dude. That's why I said you got so much stuff dancing in your head. So let's talk about some of the artists that you have written songs for. Let's talk about some of those that were hits. Uh, I know you had to write something for Neo. 
Yeah, yeah. I uh, I wrote a record for Neo called uh, "You Don't Have to Go," uh-huh. um, and it was it was amazing. It was on his uh, first album, um, but due to my lack of knowledge of how the music industry works, uh-huh. you know, like in deadlines and just professionalism, because I was I was a kid coming from there. Um, uh, it didn't make the U.S. release, but it got it got done on the international release, okay. and uh, it actually got leaked too. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I was like, oh, snap. But I've worked with Neo. Um, I've worked with uh, Cheese. Uh, they call him the Kraken now. So uh-huh. he's worked with, uh, we did Jagged Edge's Good Luck Charm together as yeah. far as the production. So that's me playing the keys on there. If you listen, um, you can still hear me messing up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> they kept it. They loved it. I was like, let me do that over. They was like, nah, we good, brother. So, because uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll sit in the studio and do it 50 times. So, um, I've worked with Belle Biv DeVoe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had them come in and um, they flew out to Vegas. And uh, I really got an opportunity to be with them and uh, write and kind of produce and vocal coach them. And they showed me how an artist is supposed, how receptive an artist is really supposed to be in the mm-hmm. studio. You know, like they, they came and really changed my life because I'm like, I'm a kid. You guys are legends. And you guys are actually like, respecting my craft to the point to where like you guys are really like listening to me like i'm really directing a legendary group like right now like you know like they're listening you know and i was like wow that's when i was like okay cool um and as a songwriter and a producer uh you create with a lot of people in a lot of songs you make a a plethora of songs some Mm -hmm. come out some don't you know but uh but I've what I've taken away from this is being able to work with so many amazing people like Andre Merritt, you know, and um, Stanley Randolph, which he produced for three six and uh, he's Stevie Wonder's drummer currently, yeah. you know, uh, my, my relationship with Clarence Avon, you know, what I'm saying oh, so Clarence. I'm yeah. like, geez, yeah. I know you call him uncle, don't you? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, he so is it's, the it's, yeah, so and I started off writing a lot of songs in a uh, ghostwriting, uh-huh. so you know, that was my that was my introductory to the music industry. So mm-hmm. it's something that I can't talk about, mostly I can't. So, but uh, Valley, who was Lorianne Gibson's and a DJ Khaled's uh artist, you know, mm-hmm. that went that went well, Grammy nominated, a uh, reggaeton uh band. The Common Kings, mm-hmm. you know, uh, so Tennille, uh, so I I float through genres, so mm-hmm. I got a little bit of everything from reggae to gospel to R&B to rap to hip hop, punk, techno, funk and B, uh, everything. So, you know, it's it's been a it's been a crazy, crazy journey. Yeah. And that's, yeah. you know, that's where my excitement was today, you know, because you live up to your name. You are truly gifted. And you know what? I think that sets us up nicely to go to the grill. Let's burn some stuff Let's up. Let's go. Let's go. Where the sage at? Where the sage at? You ain't lying, <laughs> shoot. But, you know, gifted, I wanted to talk to you about beauty because you're so intricate with everything, so vulnerable, so uh-huh. in touch of 
with who you are as a man, but also know how to treat a woman. And so I just wanted to talk to you about beauty, what your definition is, what you see in it. And we just sort of play with it real nicely in a way that our audience knows that beauty is way more than skin deep. Absolutely. So well, let, the definition, the, the definition of beauty to me is what is it? the after the after effect of self awareness and self acceptance. Yeah. At at that point, you're beautiful. Once you know who you are and you've accepted who you are, now people can love you for your true, authentic self. Yes. If if you're trying to be someone else or you're trying to do things that you feel is popular, but that doesn't resonate with your your soul mm -hmm. then you're caught in this cycle of attracting things that just don't really fulfill you yeah yeah so that's that's beauty everyone has something about them that makes that that makes the world fall in love with them so tap into that once people tap into that mm -hmm. like then the world is the world is their playground so that's how you make them love you yeah you know yeah and you know also like as a woman, you know, we're always determined or viewed by our bodies and, and things mm -hmm. like that. So a lot of women think like, hey, if I go get this gigantic 32 inch butt and get my boobs done and this and that and get my body right and my teeth right, that that mm -hmm. somehow is going to be the beauty that I need to get a man like you or to get somebody to see me as their true you know, as something that they want to take home with them. I want mm -hmm. to know from your perspective, you're a man, okay, and mm -hmm. you see these women with the perfect pop bottle bodies and this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. What I'm not saying we want to belittle anybody. I just want to bring forth the notion of that you cannot change your body and not change your inside. You know what I mean? Like you can get the perfect body all day, but if you're not believing and seeing that perfection within yourself, like what you said, mm -hmm. getting to know yourself is what beauty is, mm -hmm. then there's no beauty there. You know what yeah. I mean? And not comparing yourself with other people. I'm just saying these are the things that keep me up at night as a woman because I could never rest. I'm always compared to the next model. How about keeping this model 212 that been working? You see what I'm saying? So let me lay down some groundwork for me on this gift. Okay, I got it. In the, in the record uh, that I have uh, that, that's coming out soon, it's called All Night Long, right? Right. And uh, I have a line that says she just wants to be somebody's somebody. Yes. So that's the goal of every of every woman in my in my perspective, just to just to be someone mm -hmm. to, to someone that's special. Right. So when when you start putting on, for example, if you don't like to do your hair every day, mm -hmm. like don't get it. Don't get a weave. If you like to wear braids, just wear braids. Be yourself because you're going to attract guys who like braids. Right. But. A lot of times we get so caught up in, in what's culturally happening now that we start changing mm -hmm. our, our physical features and that's not, and we start to attract something that doesn't really resonate with us, you know? So now you're unhappy and then you're like, well, I just want you to keep it real. And it's like, well, hold on. The hair not real. The eyelashes ain't real. The, the makeup ain't, you know, ain't real. The, the breasts, you got something that's pushing up. You got something that's tucked, sliding. Mm -hmm. 
fried died and laid to the side and and you calling you want me to keep it real like i don't even know who you are until you know that's yeah. when the real relationship begins you know what i'm saying like let me see you naked you know i want right. to see you naked and physically mentally and spiritually i want to see you naked because when you get into these uh whether it's a long-term relationship or an uh -huh. entanglement you got to be with that person and you know those looks can fade you know yes they can so uh. if you don't get that conversation and you ain't got your man locked down right here let me tell you something ladies you don't well, have the man because i'm telling yeah. you i i mean it ain't stopped my game i didn't been in here rollers I didn't been, you know, walking down That's the street. That's the best part, though, when you wake up in the Shoot. morning and you turn that thing over, girl. Yeah. <laughs> girl. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Give me, give me a head scarf. You know what I'm saying? That when you first wake up, girl. Yeah. Give me some boy shorts and a t-shirt. And it's so. Is that my wife, Peter? Girl, I want it back right now. Take it off. There it is. Take you it know, off right now. <laughs> I'm just serious though. I, I'm so happy that we're talking about that because it really does not take all of that. And you're not going to look that way 24 seven. That's what's so yeah. crazy. It's just like, you know, you, you, your body is not meant to match on both sides. We all got one side of our body that we like, like, Oh, catch me right, on my left right, or catch me right. on my right. So it wasn't meant to match equally. So when you do look like you're perfect, it kind of looks weird in a sense. Yeah. You know? and, and it's for, it's for women. It's not really for men. Men don't like we simple. Like we, we care about that as long as you functional. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and don't come with a lot of toxicity. You know what I'm saying? Okay, because so when you say functional, what part needs to function? At all parts that okay. we need, you know? Like, depending <laughs> on what we need, you know? some Sometimes we need, you know, clothes washed uh, or, or skills or a little, you know, or a little thrill. Right, uh, right. But, skills but or thrills. Really, yeah, like, that hair is going to probably come off, you know? <laughs> when, uh, you know, makeup is going to be smeared if we're doing our job right. <laughs> If I'm doing my job right, you know what I'm saying? You're going to turn, the beauty's going to turn into the beast. Beast, there I you promise go. That. That's oh, how you know gosh. if you get done right. But uh, I think it's mainly for women because guys, you know, we like what we, we care about how, how a woman makes us feel. Okay. So that's the thing. Yeah. Long as a woman makes you feel good, you're not really, I mean, I know that you guys are attracted to women usually physically at first, but I'm saying usually the woman that is able to show like what you said, you know, being naked physically, mentally, and spiritually are the ones that ultimately win the race. You know correct, what I correct. mean? And so I'm all about winning the race, baby. I don't care Come about, on now. you know, that few minutes of what we have. I'm looking for that long game because that's really when you can really see the best in your man to me as far as his beauty is when mm -hmm. he you reach that point where he's no longer kind of worried about you wondering somewhere else. You know, when you get that lock in you know mm -hmm. and when the makeup comes off you know what i'm saying and you don't like what you see you know what i mean then we get into yeah. the to the to the crux of everything um yeah. but yeah but but it's i think yeah because it's not really about that you know mm -hmm. like because i've seen i've seen um 
beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Yes. So we're all we're all attracted to things and we're all unattracted to certain things. You know what I'm saying? It might be like, oh, your fingernail too long on your thumb. Right. Like, you know, like we all got those quirky things about us. But at the end of the day, if you could be a proper helpmate and you could show us how to love, mm-hmm. because I feel like a lot of times how we're raised male versus females yes males i'll say in my generation you know like we weren't properly taught how to understand identify and recognize or express our emotions Mm -hmm. so when we felt uncomfortable or we felt a certain way we wouldn't know if we was mad sad or just irritated we wouldn't know we just act out yeah like a lot of guys will do dumb things once we realize that we're in love, mm-hmm. we'll go off and do stupid stuff like uh, go talk to this other chick just to see how I felt. Like, you know, just dumb yeah. stuff. Like when, yeah. when, when, when we're young, we just do it because we weren't properly educated as from from jump on this is what you feel and this is how you properly express how you feel. You know, right. so a lot of times, you know, we got to hit our head up against the wall. A couple of times before we get it. So ladies, be patient with us. You know what I'm saying? Be patient. It's okay. Yes. Ladies, be patient with the fellas. And fellas, be patient with the ladies. And start going for quality over the perfect body. And there ain't nothing inside the head. Because self-esteem ultimately is going to be the thing that you're going to fall in love with and that you're going to yeah. keep your man with. He got to know you yeah. love you before you expect yeah. him to love you. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? And I think we did that beauty thing. I'm feeling gorgeous Absolutely. right now. You know Thank you, gifted. Right. Let's take Come that on, off girl. the grill. I, I, see, I, I see that hair shining, girl. Hey. I see blowing up. Come Thank on. You. Somebody happy. I'm real on, happy. Somebody get that quarantine love. There it Shout is. out to my guy Double G yeah. holding it down for us. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Shout out to Greedy Greg. That's my love. Okay, let's get back to these questions. Let's talk about your song "Can't Sleep" because I can't sleep. How did you come? How did that all come together? And I want to know what was on your mind that was keeping you up. Uh, well, basically, that was a that was an introspective uh, view, so that women and everyone can see what goes through a guy's head at the moment where he feels like he can't trust his partner. Yeah. You know, like that moment where it clicks and you like, Ooh, okay. Like the love stage is over and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. And the, the, the veil has been lifted and it's like, you kind of be doing me bad a little bit, you know, <laughs> but usually from a male's perspective, mm-hmm. we, we have the ability to change the female energies moves mm-hmm. you know that's a gift so uh it was a double-edged sword because of the song i'm saying all these things like dang but i am also taking accountability for it like i created this beast yeah you know by maybe broken promises or mm-hmm. not being paying attention to her in ways that she needed to be paid attention to you know right just totally being able to engulf myself. So I felt like the guys needed something to actually for the guys needed something so that way they can be able to express and they can hear it. And the girls can actually be like, okay, well that's what a male is thinking. Cause we always, you know, hear what girls is thinking. So that was a, that was a level of vulnerability in the song to where it was like, okay, cool. That's the reason why I can't sleep. You know, I love it. 
you guys, all the ladies out there, and men, y'all got to check out that Can't Sleep because it is the honest, uh, honest portrayal of what kind of goes through your mind, you know, when you do feel distrust in your relationship and even in yourself that you chose the wrong yeah. person. You cannot sleep. And you wrote yeah. that song, right? Of course. Yes. Yes. Okay. I wrote it and we, we produced it, uh, me and my guy, uh, Nick V uh -huh. from the Baker Boys, you know. Shout so. out to Nick V. Yeah, Nick V, man. So he gave me this. He gave wow. me this track, and it was like dark, and it had like an EDM feel. But you know, I'm R and B to the core. You know, what I'm saying? so I had to put the R and B on there. But yeah. it was it. It gave me an opportunity. Like the song is like a very very introspective song. Mm -hmm. So like when you when you listen to it listen to the words and then you're gonna be like wow this, the stories are great it's great stories yeah i love the stories in your song and speaking of what of which there's a line in your song that i want you to explain to me and it goes every so often an opportunity comes along to create music out of the ordinary mm -hmm. What does that statement mean to you? What is out of the ordinary? Like once in a blue um, moon that you get yeah, this opportunity. Just, just just something that touches you touches you to your core. Mm -hmm. Have you like uh, have you ever had a song that as soon as you heard it your eyes just begin to water? Yeah. Like like it 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 literally takes over. It literally changes who you are at, from a molecular structure, mm -hmm. from the tone actually being able to affect the, the liquid inside of your body. And you just feel it and you just be like, ooh, oh, wow, oh, wow. So those are those those rare moments where you'd be like, oh my gosh. Like that's, this is the oh, one. Hey. And, and that's how I do it. Like, that's how my process is. Like, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll sit there and I'll write it and I'll write it and I'll find 10 or 12 ways to say the same thing until I come up with that 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 one line or that one part that actually gets me emotional. I'll be like, hey! <laughs> oh, and I get to screaming it. Like, you've heard me. I get to screaming in the studio. I get to, I have to let it out. You know what I'm saying? I can't yeah. keep that all in there. You know uh -uh. what I'm saying? If it feel good, it feel good, girl. Yes, so, it um, those Those life-changing moments, though, like yeah. when you hear a song, so. Wow. And, 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 how hard is it for you to stay so true to your music when you see like, for instance, now a lot of songs don't even have a cohesive thought. How do you keep mm -hmm. moving on when you see records like that, you know, getting Grammys and things like that, and you put yeah. so much in your craft? Yeah, it's just it's like knowing your audience sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, like we're we're all we're not as people. I, I try to have the art imitate life now, you okay. know, like you're not super serious all the time, you know, or you don't play all the time. It's time to have a good time. It's time to get the business. It's time to chill. You know what I'm saying? It's time to vibe. Yeah. So like just having a, a an arsenal of that, those things, I had to understand that and being a, a, a creative and working with a lot of other people has helped me understand that, you know? So like, I don't get mad at it. It's just knowing when to pull it out. You know, you can't go to a five-star restaurant with jeans and a t-shirt on. So no. I try to just apply it where it goes. So, I mean, some of those grooves be jamming, but it's, it's hard. And how I try to get away from it more is just um, 
telling stories. I like to tell stories. Mm-hmm. Like uh, my artistry isn't about, you know, like me taking my shirt off, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And doing all the, the, the dance moves and the, and the whining <laughs> and grinding and shining. <laughs> right, but right, it's, right. It's a, <laughs> but it's an actual thought, you know? So like something that you can ride to, something that you can dance to, mm-hmm. something that you can make love to, something that you can, you know, do all those things. But it's more of a, a, a inner, a thought and a great story. So I try yeah. to stick to the great stories because those, those songs in my experience are the ones that's lasted the test of time. Yeah. 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 And that, I mean, your, your music's going to last the, the test of time, you know, and I just want to know how can we follow your movement gifted? We want to keep up with you. We want to know everything that you're doing because mm-hmm. honestly, you are truly gifted. I love your music and the world needs to get this gifted album like right Hello. now, like right now. So how Hello. can we follow your movement right now? Okay. Okay. Well, I'm on, I'm on all social media platforms as I am gift 3d. It's mm-hmm. really, I am gifted, but you know, you could, it's spelled I am gift 3d. So you can follow me there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have I have a website uh, right now and an app uh, in the works. You know, so we'll we'll have some subscriberships. We're going to be raffling off PlayStation Fives. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. You got to let me know so I can have my listeners call you know in there and yeah. get one of those. Right, right. I got about four or five of those back there right now. You know what I'm saying? And we just we just ramping it up. So we'll be able to uh, have a platform that you can directly get access to me and you can see the journey of first person, you know? That's so gonna be good. as for now, it's I am gifted. I am gift 3D on all social media platforms. Holler at me, feedback on the music. Let me know I'm a real person. Come and engage, interact with me and we'll be making it happen. Yes, 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 gifted. Let's go back to our quote, because like I said, it just set the conversation that we had up so nicely. I've got a dream, gifted, that's worth more than my sleep. And if that ain't for you, gifted, because I know you and I know the work ethic that you put forth in everything that you do, your family, your relationships, and also your music. And I, I'm just so happy to be able to have you today because we have dropped some serious nuggets and it's gonna help those other artists that are coming up and wanna work with greats like Neo and Jagged Edge and you know B minor and you know season nine American Idol winner. You know, we couldn't even yeah. talk about yeah. Andrew Garcia, just all of these yeah. people that you've been able to lend your talent to but we gave them a great insight on what you're about. So thank you so much. And so let me thank my audience. Thanks so much for tuning in to Rappers in My Backyard. And as you guys could see, man, we are all about planting seeds in this yard. We water them and guess what? They truly grow. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit that bell. Quit playing with me. Y'all see me working. And also check out our website at www.rappersinmybackyard.com. Sign up for the newsletter so you can stay in step with what we're doing back here because we stepping.
all day long. And I want to say thank you to the one, the only, my brother, Gifted. Oh my goodness, man. I cannot wait till your record comes out. Thank you so yes. much for sharing your gift with me, Gifted. And I can't wait to hear more from you. And the audience is on fire. Yeah. And they're probably looking for you right now to, to listen yeah. some, to some of your music. So for my audience, let's talk, express, relate, connect next week at two. And thank you so much for tuning in. Me and Gifted is out, baby. Hey, come on now. <laughs> love. love you, Gifted. Hang on for me, man.